go. Welcome back to 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast, a show focused on highlighting the illustrious Prairie View A&M University, the HBCU of Texas, by promoting SWAC and the HBCU experience, featuring your fellow PV Panthers, Roland Austin, Jay Cleasy, Big Mike Washington, three-time SWAC champ Gati Werema, former drum major HBCU band historian Shanetta Haskell, and Al Williams, driving the show from the hill. Please subscribe and follow us on social media at 1876SCP. And don't forget, we do it for the culture. Welcome to the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. Still in Black History Month. And uh, the news is not stopping, man. Last week, we talked about uh, the early departure of President uh, Ruth J. Simmons. uh, And uh, her departure was scheduled to be at the end of this semester. So uh, she had an early departure based on some um, policy quote-unquote policy from the uh, Board of Regents of the A&M system. Well, air quotes. Right. Big old air quotes. (laughs) So we found out this week on her way home, she couldn't even get all the way home, bruh. And Rice was like, "Uh, ma'am, excuse us, ma'am. We have have a spot for you here, and you can be a a, a senior advisor to our president because – we still see value. We we know we know what your name is, and we know uh, everything that you bring to the table. So please come on over here. And I don't even think they took four business days. Damn. There was no. They didn't have a meeting. There was no Zoom call. There was no discussion. No debate. They just pulled the trigger. Right. Because we know that you know people that write checks. <laughs> Say that part. Say that part. You know, it was it was good because it did happen fast, and I think they recognized the true value. But you got to also realize that Dr. Simmons also had a pretty strong relationship with Rice. Um, previously, I think she even sat on the board, um, so it was not a it wasn't a hard, you know, swing. But you know what? I saw. I think they saw it as like they got the hand with the big Joker, little Joker, Ace King. They like, Ooh. they were like, we're about to run this Boston. <laughs> I say your man ain't treating you right, huh? Uh, <laughs> what's that song they play at Texas State? <laughs> man. Oh boy. yeah, they, they were quick with us, but I, I'm not mad at them. I no, am not no, mad at by them. By no means, by no means. They mm-hmm. saw the perfect opportunity and they took it. Timing was perfect. Good you know. Her. Yeah. So and, uh, you know, I was on the yard Tuesday and she is not stressed at all about this. She was just as happy-go-lucky herself. And it's just, just a constant reminder to me that she didn't need to be at PV. She wanted to be a PV. Oh, she's still there. She wants to be at PV. So, See, black life. women of a certain age just have a certain grace about them where they, you 
ain't about to you ain't about to worry them. They done did all the worrying they're gonna do in their life, and you can't worry them no more. Yep. So I'm here for that. She 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 got her queen status. She ain't started wearing the hats yet, but she already in queen status. So I, I ain't mad at her at all, no, man. No. I'm I'm here for it. She was the only at the thing game that I would ask. Night. I said the only thing that I would ask is just for the seniors, just to allow her signature to be on their diplomas. That is ridiculous. I yeah. asked her about that last night, man. She was at the game. She was really? in very good spirits, had a smile on her face, uh, rooting hard for the team as she normally does. And I turned around and I said, President Simmons, because I always got to talk to her when I see her, just because. Yes. I said, uh, President Simmons, you know them kids, you're going to have a bunch of 21-year-olds who kind of hot because your signature isn't going to be on that diploma. She was like, yeah, yeah, I know, you know, it's, it's um, you know, well, We'll, we'll have to figure something out if possible. I said, um, they're going to come knocking on your door. Don't be surprised if they come knocking on <laughs> your door. They're going to have a booth <laughs> set up outside of graduation. Hey. Come on, hey, right here. $50, bro. $50. <laughs> I got, I, she going to sign it, right? <laughs> <laughs> she going to sign it. We got some white out here. Because <laughs> whatever fool y'all about to put in place, we don't want they sitting there on the aisle. <laughs> That is so far, mm-hmm. and I, I hope that they continue to push and push and push and get them to retract that and allow her signature to go on their diplomas, um, because it is she has shown those students what excellence looks like, you know. And to yes. go back to what you were saying, Al, is like you know it's a little bit further than just age, but when your work ethic and your work product speaks for itself. It gives you that boldness that you walk in that you don't have to worry about what anybody else is saying, you know, because you know and you're very confident in what you know. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways that she left those kids with. And so it demands that her signature goes on their diplomas. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, she is president emeritus from here on out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I, I have no problem with them starting to name buildings after her. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm here for all of that. Right. All right. So in some other news, I got an email this week from uh, Dean of the College of Engineering, Dean Obioma, mm. and uh, Campus Real released their best colleges for mechanical engineering in Texas this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you one guess as to who was number one on that list. Look, let's start with who was number two. <laughs> And if one of that has uh, any who are you rooting for? <laughs> Baby. <laughs> so Prairie View ranked number one. Now let me explain what this poll was. Um, so they did uh, basically they analyzed the earnings after graduation, student loan debt, and a host of other variables to determine what colleges and universities offer the best mechanical enge- engineering programs in Texas. Number one, Prairie View A and M average salary. $75,775, average debt, $27,300. Number two, <laughs> Texas A&M College Station. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm, I was giddy. I, I, want, I, I need Roland Martin's email because, you know, I got a, I got a gas light. I, I, got, I got plenty of gas. <laughs> But uh, average salary there seventy three six ninety seven. Average debt eighteen eight eighty six. Uh, number three was Lamar. Number four was SMU. Five UT Austin. But I guess the uh, spirit of the discussion is P 
PV was number one. He said, number yeah, one. number one. We are number one. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm here for all of that. So I was excited. I, I, you know, I emailed that all across all the company emails. I sent it to HR. I like, see, this is why these babies not accepting your offer. You, you're not meeting the minimum standard. <laughs> Y'all need to raise the bar. Look, and don't don't let don't get one that has a three five three six three seven. Oh yeah, you can just forget to. about it. Oh, yeah. Just forget about it. The, the part just I love though, is is people got to understand it. Hey, you can go to uh, one of those high, you know, super high expensive schools and, and end up coming out owing a hundred thousand or whatever. But at the end of the day, we all end up at the same place. You get a degree from PV, we ended up at the same place, dog, that, that you got your degree and you paid all that money for and didn't get didn't have the opportunity to grow and become who you are, you know, while of the four or five years you on campus. So, hey, man, mm-hmm. choose wisely. Yeah. Choose ye this day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so now we in the middle of intake season on the yard. So it's a lot of kids walking around stressed out. Trying to figure out if they need to go call mama for, for that big check or not. Because, you know, you get that phone call, you got to have your money ready. Ain't no mm-hmm. ain't no finish the process and then pay. You got to have that money ready mm-hmm. up front. But uh, it's a lot of folks didn't get that phone call. So if you are one of those folks, because when is Spring Fest? Spring Fest is what? Early April or right in the March? Spring break, I think. Yeah, I think it's right after spring break. So everybody, everybody has to be done prior to Spring Fest. Mm. So counting backwards from Spring Fest, if you ain't got a call, yeah. it might be tight. Well, they done <laughs> it started. Nah, it's, it's you already, it's already tight on you because they had the calls going out before you got back from school. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, they got like some people calls. had tap day. They got tapped last semester, but they right. just got called last week. Right. Yeah, I'm going to leave that where it is. We don't need to discuss that further. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you didn't get a call, here, let's, let's, let's share some, some wisdom for these babies. Uh, first of all, the first time somebody knows you're interested cannot be the interest meeting. Nope. Whoever no, gave you that advice told you a lie from the pit of hell. You need to show up at every activity. In every event that that organization has, and don't be going to everybody's. Mm-mm, you better choose one. You got to choose before you start going. Well, you know what? I, I wonder if, do you think things have changed any? No, in, they haven't. I the promise you. Okay. I promise right. you. I still they, got one that's on the have... yard, and okay. he said, no, nah, they, the okay. they pay attention. They pay attention. Because I'm like, man, these kids, they are some, they some interesting Beast these days. I they just, can be as interesting as they want to, but I'm telling you, know, you, you get caught going to a, a a Q meeting and you talking about you want to be an alpha. Oh, uh, it ain't gonna happen. Her, okay, bro. all right. Because right. the Qs will call call the alphas and be like, "Hey, man, he was over here. Your boy was here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to tell you. And hey, he going. What dumb. about? Go ahead, Joe. You better if you got a personal relationship. With somebody who already got the letters on your ch- on their chest, you better speak up and let it be known to that individual that you want to be down. Don't be talking about, well, I didn't know. Child, no. please. Or you, or you knew. Called. You knew I wanted to play. <laughs> no, hey, PV Greeks don't recruit. 
So I'm not about to ask you if you if you want to pledge. That's 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 up to you. That's a personal decision that I'm not asking. We don't recruit. Uh, you need to show show yourself approved. So uh, here's another one. Don't show up at an interest meeting with all these different colors on. Don't show up at the at the Delta interest meeting with some green pants on. Don't show up at the AKA interest meeting with a gold shirt on. There is a there is an etiquette here. Black slacks, white shirt, not a low cut, white neck length shirt. No jewelry. Don't you come with no pearls around your neck. No jewelry. Stud gold earrings. No jewels on them. Just stud gold earrings. That's it. What color do the dudes wear? Same thing. Black suit, white shirt, black tie, black hard shoulder shoes, and black socks. That's well, my daddy gave me this gold tie. Been waiting to wait. Hey, you wear that gold tie if you want to. Hey, that first ain't free, but uh, after that, <laughs> no sir. So y'all need to learn the etiquette. And even when you go into these activities, if you want to participate, you need to be mindful of what you have on. If you go into a cleanup, it's blue jeans, white shirt, white t-shirt, white long sleeve shirt, white long john shirt, white shirt with no white on it. You should be like, indiscriminate from anybody else. Dressed like it's the late nineties, early two thousands in Houston, Texas. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, because otherwise, <laughs> you, you will have a nickname before you had your interview. They can be like, uh, next interview is such and such. Who is that? Oh, you know she had on, she, you know, gold shirt, gold shirt, uh, green pants. You know, green pants. Oh, so at that point, you done lost the vote already. Your yeah, application can be tight as you want it to be, but you ain't going to make the cut. No, you're not. And when you get to the interview, how about you prepare? Prepare for an interview. If they ask you, uh, why, what do you bring to the table or why, should, why do you want to be a part of the organization? If you don't have an answer for that, it, baby, it ain't time. Because my roommate won. And they look cool <laughs> around the yard. I like the way they step. <laughs> My auntie. <laughs> no, I, I think from I think all of those points are valid, but it's also, you know, especially on a campus of PV, you know, I'm, I'm I'm talking, I'm a Delta. And, you know, my understanding was there were maybe like over 300 that attended the rush. They can't take all 300. Right. And so you have to shine. Right. And um, it's it's PV. You know, you have the such a, a vast science and engineering from architecture, engineering, um, your biologies. And so it's it's a little tight for those low GPAs. Hey, and, and it ain't every year. Ain't no line every year no more. It's every other year. So yeah. if you miss this one, basically you come back out your senior year because yeah. you can't go out until you're a sophomore. So and, and tight on you if they say we ain't taking seniors this year. <laughs> but you know what I would do? I, I would encourage the Greeks on the yard to reconsider that. And again, I understand you can't take an entire line of seniors, but these are beyond the flagpole. And so when you think about, you know, my understanding, like what CAP was like, that space that they have for homecoming. They all went in, the, the alum of Zeta Beta went in 
to get that um, that spot. And so it, the service doesn't end when you leave review. So you can still be of those those seniors can still be of service to that chapter and to prayer review and do things in the name of that chapter far beyond the time that they leave the yard. Amen to that. I agree. Amen to that. And, you know, the the challenge is with the every other year cadence, and sometimes it's not the organization's fault. And in some cases, uh, I know in the past few years we've had, you know, issues with COVID. Um, We've had issues with organizations going on probation uh, for one thing or another. So a lot of times it's out of uh, their control, but we really need to get to a point where, um, we can do it every year because otherwise you end up with one or two folks on the yard trying to bring in a group of 75. <laughs> and then you got to lean on the alumni group. And that's it's just a different experience. It's a different yeah. experience. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can get that together. But uh, all y'all who didn't get a call next year, don't change and go say, well, I couldn't get in Dell, So I'm going to go to the AK. You bet not. You bet not. <laughs> No. Oh, it happens, bro. I'm a t- <laughs> Oh, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just move on. Yes, we'll be all the way online and change. <laughs> See? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. All right. I, I want to talk about um, the Denver Foundation uh, mm-hmm. came out with, a, with a, a, a study that stated that black households give 25% more of their income annually to charity versus their white counterparts. Uh, that's the total $11 billion annually. Uh, the money is, so I think, I guess the key point is the money to support HBCUs is there. $11 billion? Yeah, but Reb Over 136 HBCUs? Right, Reb and Dr. Feelgood is not on campus. Now, if yeah, he was on true. campus, say, man, I see? grew up in this, bro. I'd have seen it happen. I'd have seen it. <laughs> so we need to have church in the baby <laughs> dome on Sundays and have uh hey. Hey, that's how you have. That's how you raise money. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 uh, I'll just tell my my little background from a couple of years ago. Uh, about I don't know, three four years ago, I made the conscious decision to split my tithe money between the church I was attending at the time and PVU. So PV got five percent of my tithe of my tithe money, uh, mm-hmm. simply because I felt it was equally as important to support and educate our kids as it was to save their souls, in my yep. opinion. So I, I I made that conscious decision. You know, everybody can't give 10% here and then give another 5% there. So, but the money is in the black community yep. to support our schools and help our schools flourish. There's no doubt, nobody can say otherwise. And it says little as $25 per month. It's, it's, it's just that small amount. One Starbucks. Chanel, oh, I like the commercials on Sunday morning. Twenty, just twenty-five dollars a month could help. Exactly. Help feed a child. My, my Sally Struthers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just twenty-five dollars a month could help send a kid to the baby doll. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got to shoot that commercial to MSC. Twenty-five dollars right. feed this kid right here. We gotta get the slow B roll of kids walking around campus looking hungry. <laughs> with with they more sure these bins dirty. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's your kids going to school these days? Boy, I tell you. See, yeah. 
right. Well, well I had another story, but I'm going to save it for next week since next week will be our last week of Black History Month. I want to talk about next week uh, one Lawrence Trudeau, a.k.a. Mr. T for those in the Gen X. Uh, oh. Those that know he did attend Prairie View, and there is some history uh, there. So I'll save that story for next week. Let's take yeah. a quick break, and we'll be right back with basketball. It's a heck of a teaser. All right. Well, the the basketball season is starting to wind down. So let's let's start with the ladies. Uh uh they on a two-game win streak. Yeah. They 95, nine and five in conference. Sitting at the fifth seat, so they are firm with four games left in the season. They are firmly in the Southwest Athletic Conference. Um, the latest game they played uh, at home against Pine Bluff and won seventy-eight to sixty-eight with the usual suspects: uh, Tamir Taylor, twelve points; Diana Rosenthal, fourteen; um, Michaela Hutchinson, twelve points. They looked really good. I think they're really gelling as a team, and they're definitely going to cause some trouble in the tournament. That last home game against TSU on March the 4th is going to be nice. It's going to be a doozy. Man, I might have to try it out for that one. Yeah, man. You better get your spot now because it's (laughs) – Right. (laughs) Yeah, you better get a ticket because the men's team, they're currently sitting 6-8 and in conference play at the eighth seed. Wow. Um, they pulled off a win against Pine Bluff, 82 to 71. Uh, Will Douglas had 31, a quiet 31. It was just, smooth, yeah, well, man. Yeah. Um, our Mr. Rossi's had his usual 17 points and just uh filled up the stat sheet across the board. But the men again are an eight seed, is like what five teams sitting? I think it's, it's I think it's four teams sitting at six four and eight. Six sitting at so with four games left in the season, there is no doubt that that last home game against TSU for the men will decide if they're in a SWAC tournament or not. Yeah, so, we need the Pantherettes. It's call um, the Pantherettes out, man. We need the Pantherettes out there. It's going to be like <laughs> in, 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 in the baby dome. The band came was at the game. Uh, oh, man. Game. They and AK, crunk. they was hype. They was crunk. Shanetta, you'd have been happy. You'd have been proud of them kids. They, they really set the tone. Juice or something. They was, yeah, man. They was on <laughs> Some crunk juice. I hadn't heard they, that term. They were booing the team and talking trash to the other team. <laughs> yeah, man. I love the energy. You could tell the team loved it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that, that March 4th game against TSU? It's going to be hot. It's going to oh, be – I suspect it's going to be a jam-packed, standing-room-only type situation because everybody's going to know what the deal is. It's, it's for All the right. tournament. Well, hold that thought. We got a special guest coming up next, and I, I, I don't want to take too long here talking about basketball based on the guests we have coming on. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Meet Me at the Flagpoles. have joining us none other than head coach of men's basketball coach byron smith coach how's it going it's going well how you guys doing 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 great great. doing great so coach uh we know got three games left 
uh, in, the, in this regular season, and you guys are grinding it out. It looks like there's a four-way log jam here sitting at six and eight. So what do you see in these last three games as the key? Well, actually, guys, we have four games left. We've got uh, Mississippi four games. tomorrow. We've got uh, Alcorn State, Jackson State on the road. We've got Texas Southern home on March 4th. So uh, no matter three or four, um, we're expecting to uh, play some really good basketball and uh, finish the season out strong and, um, you know, get into the conference tournament where, um, you know, it's wide open. Anything can happen. Yep. Coach, yeah, I, I know. Be... Go ahead, Joe. Right I was going to no, say, I, I noticed, Coach, that you uh, – uh, yesterday's game against Pine Bluff, I noticed that you went pretty deep on your bench. It looks like we have like up to an eight-man eight rotation, and the the chemistry of the team is really gelling. It looks like you're really finding uh, the rotation is really working well uh, over the last couple of games. Can you speak to how have you um, kind of settled in what the rotation looks like? You've mixed your starters up a little bit. Um, can you speak on that? It's it's pretty simple uh, <clears throat> formula. If you <clears throat> you play hard and you play tough defense, you'll be in the rotation. If you don't, then you won't. <laughs> so you make you know you make a comment about gelling. I'm not sure because you see different lineups out there all the time, and you see guys going in for uh, short stints um, because sometimes they're not wired the right way. Um, obviously, the way the game is today with the NBA being uh, the focus for for you know college and high school and AAU, uh, scoring is the thing, and scoring sells tickets. But obviously, defense uh, wins championships. And the teams that you know, I love the University of Houston is a great example. You know, it'd be number one team in the country when the polls come out tomorrow. It's because of their defense. And I always say, defense is what gets you started. Um, it's not uh, enough of a focal point, I think, with a lot of programs, but it definitely is with us at Prairie View. Um, so, yeah, when these young men are wired the right way and, uh, and they listen and they go out and they play defense, uh, you'll see them out there quite a bit. If not, then it'll be like a revolving door. So, so Coach, uh, let's talk about, you know, you brought in Yuzo uh, Rosas this year, uh, graduate transfer from, from TSU, and he fit right in kind of with your defense first philosophy being number one in blocks and number two in steals. Talk about the impact he's made coming in uh, as a graduate transfer. I'll tell you what, without, you know, blowing him up too much, if, if every young student athlete uh, were like, yeah, who's a Rosses? I mean, this deal would be, oh man, it would be a lot different. Um, you know, he was someone that I targeted. He was number one on my board. Um, and it, for me, for high school, junior college, grad tr transfer, grad transfer. I just, again, you're right. I just thought he fit um, my style, um, my makeup, uh, how we have played in the past with always being a, a defensive first, a gritty, grimy uh, type of a team. We've kind of not been as much the, this past year, year and a half, um, but obviously wanting to get back to being that way. I, I thought Rosses was critical in that. Uh, and he hasn't disappointed. I mean, he plays every possession like it's his last. He plays with his heart. Um, he gives you effort all the time. He's a great young man to coach. Uh, he's serious about life. He's going to transition in life. Uh, when the ball stops bouncing, he's going to do some great things in life uh, just in terms of, uh, you know, being in the workforce. But um, unbelievable kid, unbelievable spirit, uh, warrior, if you will. Really, really glad that he's a Prairie View Panther. He really makes our job a lot easier uh, in terms of coaching. Yeah, we actually had a chance to have him on the show Um uh, a little bit back, um, and he is a phenomenal young man. So we were really great to uh, to have him be a part of the team. So you spoke a little bit about U of H. So when you transferred out of U of H, I 
thought I read somewhere that you spent some time with the Harlem Globetrotters. I did. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I was. I wanted to be a player, but they said I was too old. Uh, so <laughs> really? they, gave me, they gave me a job as a coach, uh, which was a great experience, a once in a lifetime experience. Uh, definitely got a chance to see how they do things and how they live, how they move. So, um, you know, one of the things you'll, you know, I'll be able to tell my grandkids uh, one day that I had an opportunity to spend some time there. Definitely was a was a fulfilling experience, something I really enjoyed. Now, do you ever get a do you ever get that feeling to bring some of that showmanship uh, type charisma to the to the team here at Prairie View? Do you wish you had some of the guys like like old guys? I mean, I'm dating myself, but I remember <laughs> Curly and Twiggy. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, I I I I like myself a lot. Uh, so yeah, you know, I demonstrate a lot about what I used to do: uh, shooting and ball handling all the time. <laughs> Ask any of my players. They, 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 they've got a lot of stories. So we have fun with it. Um, you know, I, I it, it keeps me connected. You know, these guys are, you know, young men. Um, you know, and in fact, I still like to play a lot and like to do a lot of things, try to stay active. I think it gives you a better connection with your players. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're just the coaches and standing over there yelling and screaming a bunch of instructions and, you know, you don't look fit, you don't look the part, and you say, oh, I used to play, and then looking at you in your stomachs, hanging over your pants. I mean, come on, man. But, you know, it sounds I mean, like a little shade going in this. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, you know, I, I, I try to wear black a lot because it makes me look thin. Uh, I, I hold my stomach in a lot, and, uh, you know, I make a lot of layups. So uh, I'm able to connect with my guys, um, you know, when I'm not coaching them. So, uh, but, no, it's, uh, you know, I enjoy it. It's uh you know, it's just a gift from God to be a part of this game, and I take it very seriously. I mean, I'm grateful, grateful for the opportunity to be at a great institution like Prairie View that's given me an opportunity to be a head coach. So um, everything is positive, great group of men, um, and we're just trying to push this thing forward and trying to get the most out that we can out of this 22-23 season. Indeed. There Indeed. we go. So, Coach, uh, you talked about your board, and, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about recruiting. There's been some discussion uh, going around basketball and football circles that – the transfer portal has basically made junior colleges obsolete. Uh, The fact that you can now, instead of uh, young men having to go back down to a a JUCO to get another shot, where now they can uh, just transfer to another school. What's the impact of that on JUCOs? And then what do you think that impact is of the portal on high school players trying to make their first step? Well, you're right. It's made it tough on, on junior college and high school kids, and you really feel bad for them all their life. They work so hard to get an opportunity. It doesn't mean that they won't get that opportunity. It may just be a little bit delayed. Uh, the transfer portal, I, I, it has its pros and cons. Um, for us, I mean, I think we probably got more grad transfers than anybody in the country. Um, but that had a lot to do with the uh, you know, the academic restrictions that were placed on us at Prairie View the last couple of years, which they've been eased a little bit here so we have it's been very difficult to get high school kids in uh because of the the tough academic standards it's been pretty tough to get junior junior college guys in um because we had a bunch of players that were kind of borderline uh having that gpa that prairie view required so it made it's made it very tough so we've got 11 grad transfers on our roster which i think is a few too many um so now with the with the laxed academic standards not saying that we're you know going south, but they just kind of eased them up a little bit. Um, now we can kind of go back out. We've actually got one high school kid signed uh, out of the greater Houston area, and we're going to sign another high school kid here uh, in the spring signing period. So we'll, you know, this will be the first time we have two scholarship freshman kids coming in, and we're going to hit the junior college trail pretty hard. I wanted to have a mixture. We're going to have a 
you know, we lose this entire roster pretty much with the exception of two or three guys. So we got to fill a lot of spots, but I just don't want to go the, the tra- grad transfer or the portal route. I want to have a mixture of maybe five or six uh, junior college kids, a couple of high school kids, as I mentioned, and then maybe go get a few uh, kids out of the portal um, because we need to have kids for more than one year. Uh, I think you see Alcorn is having a lot of success right now because uh, Coach Bussey has been able to uh, retain the majority, uh, high percentage of his roster. Um, we lost our entire team pretty much last year with the exception of a couple scholarship guys, I think three that we brought back. Uh, <clears throat> and we're going to lose the, the roster, the entire roster again this year with the exception of a couple. Uh, we've got a few walk-ons that are pretty good that we'll probably end up scholarshiping. Um, but again, I want to I want to be a little bit diverse, uh, some high school kids, some junior college kids and get some portal kids as well. So we can kind of, uh, you know, put together a group that can be together for a couple of years. And I think that'll give us a chance to be a little bit more successful and give us a chance to get back to be a top two or three team in the league, which you, know, you guys have become accustomed to us being there. Yeah. Coach, is it is it the fact that we have so much risk in, in, in losing the players? Is that why we wouldn't go so heavy on some of those high school kids? Is that kind of? Yes. OK, yeah, absolutely. And, and I tell you why, you know, Houston is a uh, I mean, I love Houston. Um, been here for a long time. Great place to live. Um, some some of the youth basketball, the AAU culture is not conducive to um, kids um, having patience. Uh you know, so I'll give you an example. It's almost like a one and done mentality. Um, if, a, if a young high school kid comes to Prairie View um, and he doesn't play right away, which most high school kids, if you ask me, they're not ready to play yeah. right away. Division one. I mean, there is a, a learning process, a learning curve that they have to go through that AAU doesn't prepare those guys for it. Right. Most of the people that are involved in AAU that are coaching kids and I call them influencers. They have no experience at being a division one athlete. <laughs> So I always yep. say this, I always ask this question. It, 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 it bothers people, but I, it goes like this. How can you lead a man to a place you've never gone? Ooh, That's yeah. a $64,000 question, right? So you have a lot of influencers that say, oh, yeah, you can go to Prairie View, and, man, you can average 20 points a game. Well, they come there and they don't. Then it's, it's, it's oh, Byron Smith's not a good coach. He's holding me back, okay? So he's going to transfer out, right? Now that kid comes to Prairie View and he averages 20 points a game, as a freshman, he's going to leave on you again because, you know, he's going to say, you know what, man, I'm good enough to go to U of H. I'm good enough to go to a and I'm good enough to go to Baylor. So you kind of darned if you do, darned if you don't. That's why you have to be very careful with high school kids. Junior college kids, when you get those in and transfers, you know what, they don't have as much wiggle room to transfer because their clock is ticking. They don't have as much time. So you have a better chance of retaining a junior college kid or a transfer because he may only have two years or one year. A high school kid's got four. He spends one with you. He's got three to go somewhere else. So you have to be very careful. You have to get the right one, you know, yep. and you have to spend time investing in the right kids to get them into your program. Yep. So that sounds like that's making your job a lot more difficult. We we were all very excited when uh, the interim AD Gardner uh, relaxed the GPA requirements because we knew that would allow coaches such as yourself um, access to a, a higher caliber of athlete and player. So with the statements you just made, um, gosh, what is your recruiting strategy then? Well, my, my recruiting strategy is someone that's looking uh, to come in from anywhere, from any any area of the country. Obviously, you got to you know you got to pay some attention to to the local kids, but we don't care where they're from. You know, in the United States abroad, um, but we want kids to come in that, that first and foremost that are really. And I'm serious about this because I come from a family of educators, so education is is, is prevalent and prominent with me. 
to, that wants to get a quality education, come in and have a great basketball experience, um, and, to, and to be able to learn some things there with us uh, as leaders uh, to transition out into society and have great impact. The ball is going to stop bouncing uh, sooner than they think. Um, the NBA has only got 440 jobs. Um, Europe, the economy are, is bad in a lot of those places. They don't have the money to spend on American players as much as they used to. Um, it's not the same amount of money. Uh, so it's not as attractive going to Europe in this day and age. So the ball is going to stop bouncing. So we want these kids to be able to be uh, prepared uh, to transition out into life um, and, and, and have great impact in terms of the workforce, if it's a teacher, if it's a, whatever the case may be. Um, so that that's my recruiting strategy. And if you check those boxes, um, we can help you get better as a basketball player. You know, I mean, we can we can work with you and help you get better. Um, so that's pretty much my recruiting strategy uh, to get the best student athlete available that wants to come in and continue the great tradition uh, that Prairie View has set forth. Coach, I'll tell you one thing, man. I um, it is a it is a joy watching you on the sideline. Uh, I come from my uh, my uncle is a basketball coach and that passion that you guys bring right from from start to finish is is kind of intoxicating. Right. Yeah. Um, I often feel a little, uh, you know, a little jaded when you're giving all that energy and the crowd is still sitting on the seats. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. <laughs> you know what? I, I think if you guys can find a way to uh, to get the microphone from Rick Godfrey uh, and give it to me, uh, I'll mix them suckers up. I, hey, you think it's a rap concert in there, man? I have them all up on their feet, man. I got, I got, I, I got some motivating words for the you Got crowd, some bars man. for them, coach. Absolutely, absolutely, yes, sir. <laughs> I tell you, man, this last game was really good. The band came through. They really elevated the energy in the dome. Um, and I think that's kind of like what uh, you and the players they need to feed off of, especially when you try to, you know, trying to rally at the last moment like that. So, you know, if there's anything you can tell alums and students you know, to uh, help facilitate that rah-rah, sis-boom-bow, you know, uh, what would you tell them? What would you ask well, them? Well, first of all, I, I appreciate everyone's uh, effort and attention to come out. You know, um, a lot of things they can be doing uh, on a Saturday evening. Uh, people at work uh, five days a week, you know, they, they want time to rest uh, in terms of the adults. Uh, the students, obviously, they've got studies. Some of them uh, you know, obviously, you know, want to go home and visit family, so forth and so on. So first of all, I appreciate the effort that they just show up, um, you know, and, and I, I think it's growing. And, and I think it's I think it's it's imperative that we continue to put a good product out on the floor, something that they can enjoy watching. And I think if we continue to do that, because we've been a bit up and down this year. We had a lot of injuries. Uh, we've had some um, some um, you know inconsistencies in. And, and playing together, playing as a unit. And I think we're kind of getting on the other side of that. So I think with that, you know, sometimes the crowd may be like, I don't know how these guys are going to be tonight. You know, they were really good against Washington <laughs> State, but then they played against such and such, and they lose in a lot of close games, which in the past we always won. So I think some of it is on us. I don't just put it on the crowd. Okay. Um, I think okay. once we become more consistent and we can sustain uh, longer efforts of, 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 of good basketball, I think that that will correct the problem. And I think, I don't know if it'll ever be standing room only, um, you know, but I, I do think that we can kind of uh, capture their attention a little bit more and make them want to yell and scream and cheer a little louder. Man, the team effort all the way around. He won. Absolutely. <laughs> there Absolutely. we go. There we go. Well, Coach, we sure appreciate you taking out your time. You know, you got a busy schedule. Got these last four games. We look forward to you guys uh, making it into the conference tournament and making some noise. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. You guys pray for me. I'm getting ready to go and play in my 50 and over league. 
Um, all my teammates, they really hate on me over there because they keep on saying I won't pass them the ball. I don't understand <laughs> what, what the problem is. Listen, I, I continue to tell them, listen, it's not that I don't believe in your abilities. I just believe in mine more. And I think that I got a chance to score the basketball. So, I mean, they just keep pointing fingers and, 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 and ganging up out in the parking lot. And I finally realized they were talking about me. So, Jesus, you know, pray for me, guys. Hey, got, all right, Coach. You. <laughs> all right, Coach, we appreciate you. Thank you, Take guys. care. Don't don't blow out no knees out there, Coach. <laughs> All right. So we'll be right back with uh, the We Ready shout-outs. All right. And we are back with the We Ready shout-outs. Uh, so who you got? Who you got? I, I'm a, I'm a, I'll go first. I'm going to be uh, repetitive in, in my shout-out. Uh, I shout-out uh, Mark Falls last week. I'm going to follow it up again. Uh, I called into the uh, Previews National Alumni Association meeting this Saturday uh, just to hear specifically what our president had to say about uh, the letters that went back and forth and then uh, the path forward for us voicing our concern and making some motion uh, and getting, getting some traction with the a Board of Regents in re regards to the leadership, the future leadership of our school. Um, listen to him in his first couple minutes of commentary, man. It, 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 was, it was painful. You can see the kind of the pain that he's holding um, in specific to, um, well, he didn't go into detail on the plan of action. He stated in his letter, he kind of stood on what it, his letter stated, that they got a plan, they've got a, a, a committee, and they're working that plan. Um, but he did say that he spoke about how folks are talking about him behind his back, calling him Uncle Tom, calling him this, that, and the other, um, complaining about his demeanor. Um, and, you know, I've had my criticisms about it too, but you really could see that that shit pissed him off. Um, just, just to <laughs> speak blunt plain about, it, about it. Yeah, you know, hey, we grown. Yeah. Um, he also spoke about you know his experience dealing with racism and fighting racism at the Johnson during his career at the Johnson Space Center, and how he took the, the lead on that, and how it, it caused him to to his his career progression to be stagnant from that point forward. But it was needed. He stepped up because it was what was needed at the time. It needed a leader. And he took that leadership mantle. So he's confident that he is prepared for this moment in time to lead Prairie View through this hurdle, this obstacle that we have to deal with, with overcoming uh, these racial uh, and bigotry issues that we're dealing with from the a and Board of Regents. Um, I think the two items that he that that he also kind of alluded to was the, the, the conflict of some people wanting to work within the system and some people wanting to work outside of the system uh regardless of how you feel about it however he and his committee choose to approach it we need to all be unified as one is is basically what he said and and you know the the motto that that our our fraternity epsilon gamma Oda goes by is through unity we shall prevail and i assure you that is the only way that prayer you and university is going to make any movement uh, with this because divided 
we will fail most yep. certainly on either so, side. You're anyway, right. not to go too long, but hey, let's keep lift. Let's let's all get behind the person that we elected, and regardless of what he decides to do, we gotta roll with it. One band, one sound. Yeah. I know that sounded a lot like a locker room talk, but I, I hope he's ready. I, I hope know, he's ready. I know. I, 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 I don't want to say he was ready, but I hope he's ready, man, because that is a what he's about to tackle, right, is a very political and strategic situation that most are not ready to deal with. And, and, and I just hope he's ready. That's all I'll say. I hope, I hope we're ready. We ready. It ain't him. It's yeah. we. I hope we ready. Unity. Yeah. But you are absolutely right. You know, on that same um track, I definitely want to uh want to shout out Dr. Simmons. Um as as eloquent as that letter was that she wrote, um, I think all of us as alums, supporters, even those that just read it on social media out in the outside of the PV family, they could tell that it was way more that was present and going on that she had just had it with than what she wrote in that letter. And I, I even got a chance to tell her that uh, last night about we could tell that it was a lot of cryptic messages that you put out in that letter, and all she could do was just shake her head and just and nod laugh. and laugh. And uh, But she's definitely handling this situation with the grace of a queen. And, um, and, and I just want to let everybody know, hey, man, she was ready regardless. Even yes. in stepping down, she was ready. She, she stayed ready. ready. Yeah, She's still there at the game support. Still there. <laughs> I'd have chunked the deuce and told y'all all of y'all to go to hell. See? <laughs> That's my <Shanetta>. boy. <laughs> He's there for the kids. He's there for the students. Yeah. But no, I missed last week and I, I hadn't even listened to the show last week, my bad. So I don't know if you all talked about the um the first HBCU in Texas to offer the uh, BS and BA in public health. Did we cover? Did they cover that last week? No, you we know? didn't. We didn't. No? Okay. So shout out to PV for being the first to do that. And then also I was reading where we're going to be the first HBCU to lead a national university. So shout out. See the devil, the devil busy messing with Shanetta Wi-Fi. I think you were bringing up the fact that PV was going to be participating in the Department of Transportation uh uh, project. We were going to be the first HBCU to participate in that. Infra I think it was the infrastructure project with the Department of Transportation. Yes, and we got a $4 million check. To yes, yes. Alright. Dallas Wi-Fi fixed. <laughs> so I I'll take us out of here. We know Shanetta's is going to be a little <laughs> bit late. Uh, so here we go. PV You, you know, know. Yeah, it ain't there, but it's all right. We'll get there. <laughs> you know, last week wasn't too bad after I listened to it. I was like, eh, that ain't too bad. See? And we out. All right, all right. <laughs>